Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. Welcome to NFL Trend Zone with Wes Johnson from FranchiseTag.com, Dustin Baker from FranchiseTag.com. This is NFL Trend Zone. Uh, we've got a show that uh, is probably our most exciting to date, not because we have any uh, sweet guests, but we just have topics that are juicy uh, from Dak Prescott's deal to all these franchise tags that are shaking out. Salary cap is finally solidified. Trades, Russell Wilson, quarterbacks reworking their deals. We've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight, and it's all culminating or leading up to uh, to St. Patrick's Day, which is the official day when NFL players can find new homes or remain in their existing ones. Uh, so we're going to get into all that precursor stuff tonight. But first, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. Uh, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. NBA is in full swing, and college uh, basketball heats up as the schools make their way to all the madness. The tournament is coming, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest, as BetOnline is the spot for all of your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to betonline.ag, the website, or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. There was a lull in the offseason action that arguably lasted two or three weeks um, in terms of play, uh, player movement. Uh, we went from, you know, does Russell Wilson really want to play for the Bears types of rumors to is this guy on Twitter liking this for a specific reason? We went <laughs> from that stuff to rough and tumble action like rapid fire, Ian Rappaport tweets, Adam Schefter tweets. And that's where we're at right now. We've got tangible live news because I think the salary cap solidified sort of and the floodgates open. So we've got a jam packed show. We're going to start with Dak Prescott because we would be idiots if we didn't lead with that. Um, the takeaway from the Prescott deal to the Cowboys is that he gets his $40 million per year, which he wanted the whole time. And a three year saga of will the Cowboys marry themselves to Prescott is ended. And I couldn't be happier for everybody involved besides Jerry Jones, because they should have done this three years ago. Dak Prescott is an emerging quarterback at 27 years, 27, I think, um, spectacular for that age only trending upward, and I couldn't life of me fathom why you wouldn't hitch your wagons to this dude. Well, they figured it out three years later. So $40 million makes him the second highest paid quarterback in the league, I believe. So uh, let's talk about Dak. Uh, I'm going to guess that, well, I don't know if you'd say that he's worth all of that. Um, we'll see what you have to say. Uh, but is this just another step in level setting the quarterback market? Yeah, I mean, they're paying him fair market value. From what I can tell, uh, he's had a lot of success at the quarterback position. I know we talked last week about how Dallas kind of fell off the map this year once he went down with injury uh, on the offensive end. Anyway, Uh, he finally gets his deal. Like you mentioned, Uh, it's a six year, $240 million deal. Not too many people Uh, know that. No, not too many people know that. So break it down. So it's inflated uh, to spread the money out. Uh, this is kind of the trend going forward. Uh, teams are adding voidable years to the contract to help um, help with the salary cap. And essentially, they're just pushing money into future years that they can void the deal. It'll There will be a, a dead cap hit with 
uh, some of the guarantees mm-hmm. uh, in whichever year they wind up cutting or, or avoiding the deal. Um, it, but like you mentioned, it breaks down to essentially a four-year, $160 million deal. The last two years are avoidable. Um, $126 million is guaranteed. He also has a record $66 million signing bonus. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what I find weird about that, the, 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 the grand figure, the six years, 200, blah, 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 million, is even though that's in the shadows, I can't for the life of me understand why the media doesn't flock to that number because it's a lot more clickbaitish to see right. bigger numbers. But for some reason, uh, they don't do that. And I'm okay with that uh, because, you know, in a rudimentary sense, it it's really is the four years, 160 million. But you would think that they would want to pounce on the big number and say, look at all the money this guy just got. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. So it is, this makes the Cowboys re-relevant uh, for – you know, at least two to four years. Um, I have this res- eh, cynical, I guess, mentality. It seems like all NFL contracts are really just two-year deals. Um, you basically get your guaranteed money, and then you ask for more, or you get traded. I know they often it goes deeper than that, but it, it really feels like most deals are two-year deals, and then let's see what's going on with it, the market. Right. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I would seem to agree. Uh, you know, some players depending on the contract that they sign, they, you know, they might be stuck. Uh, we're yeah. seeing a little bit of, you know, player power, uh, mainly on the NBA side, but yeah. you're starting to see uh, some whispers of that with the Russell Wilsons, the Deshaun Watsons. So, you know, who know who knows what's to come in the NFL? Uh, the NFL owners have a little bit better stronghold over uh, salary cap, and the money going out, um, hence the franchise tag and the transition tag, which a lot of players voiced their displeasure um, <laughs> yesterday regarding. Yeah, so. usually, and this is a rule of thumb, NBA is more progressive, innovative, and adaptive and is more concerned about, uh, not humanitarian, but the, the player's voice. And I think the, the rub-off effect is indeed that when we see Russell Wilson you know, Herculean name or Deshaun Watson malcontent. We don't villainize them. At least I don't. And there was a time not long ago where we'd be like, Oh, that guy's just a selfish prick that just wants, he's in it for himself. Why can't he make it with the Seahawks? And we don't really do that anymore. We start to see with the the uh, power of a player's voice and Twitter and stuff like, well, let's hear his side of the story. Whereas when I was a kid, certainly the only narrative that got out is what the team wanted. And so I think it's cool that there is that empowerment uh, putting you on the spot because I know you you probably don't have stats right in front of, front of you. Uh, where do you rank Prescott in your quarterback power rankings right now? And who would you consider a like-minded bedfellow quarterback? Like, you know, Prescott and blah, blah, blah are interchangeable. I'd put him top five or top six. He's kind of right on that threshold. Okay. So uh, you, you really do like him then? Because if it's top five or top six, that means you're edging out somebody notable like Brady or something. Yeah, and I mean, I'm taking Brady for his age right now. Yeah. Obviously, he won this last year, but <laughs> yeah. he's probably only got two or three more years, sure. if yeah. that. Yeah. Um, where Dak's 27, he's shown that he can you know, lead his team. Uh, he's got a plethora of weapons surrounding him. Uh, I believe they'll return their offensive line healthy this year, which – was one of the tops in the league. So he's got everything set 
in front of him to have success. Yeah, he's got no excuses. That's for sure. The defense needs some shoring up. That's that's for sure. Um, right. Do, can you name if I put you on the spot a quarterback that you would say relative equals? Like, uh, I know it's tricky. That's why I'm asking you. Like, so statistically, like Justin Herbert this year was probably in that range. Um, right. You have somebody. Like, let's say Wes was constructing his own franchise and it could be Prescott or this other guy. Who would you consider an equal? Mm. Well, let me counter. Let me <laughs> let me give the, the politicians non-answer here yeah. and counter. Uh, one stat about Dak that I found out recently, he's the third player in NFL history with 100-plus touchdown passes and 200 or and 20 plus rush TDs in his first five seasons. The only other two, Cam Newton and Jeff Garcia. Uh, so you're asking me to compare him. Uh, let me compare him to Jeff Garcia. Why, why don't we do a throwback comparison? Oh, wow. That's that's way back. Okay. I kind of uh, have him pegged in that good connotation of Matt Ryan, not necessarily stylistically, uh, but numbers wise. So Matt Ryan right now, we're low on him because the Falcons sucked. And, uh, but Matt Ryan in his prime was terrific. And so when I think about Prescott and the good Matt Ryan, I think, you know, it's, it's about equal statistically. They do things differently uh, physically, uh, but I, I will, I will equate those two together. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm, just elated that this conversation's over. I never have to hear about him and the Cowboys again. I don't, I don't think. Um, so our website that we keep teasing that's set to launch any day is franchise tagged.com. And it's an apropos time to launch a website because the franchise tag deadline was yesterday. I believe, uh, yep. I don't know if it was extended today, but we finally got clarity that the, the cap uh, has solidified. And we'll touch on that in a minute. Um, but go through your notable, franchise tags or non-tags that uh, stick out for you? Yeah, so we had uh, 10 tags, uh, franchise tags applied yesterday. Uh, Dak Prescott was actually, uh, the tag was applied to him uh, more as a formality while they uh, hash out the final details of his contract. That's another thing people don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then you have uh, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, uh, Brandon Scherf, Cam Robinson, um, Taylor Morton. Uh, those guys are on the offensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball, you had three safeties get tagged. Marcus May, Marcus Williams, Justin Simmons, and then uh, Leonard Williams, the uh, defense tackle from the Giants, got tagged. Those um, are, uh, what, 60 65% of those are names that you're like, oh, boy. So those are those are good dudes, and they, they're – peak performers. So the franchise tag lived up to its bill. It's an eye rolling uh, measure that's enacted and it's applied to good players this round. And um, so to be clear, that doesn't mean that those players are stuck there. The team can either still extend or trade, right? Yep. That's correct. Um, I believe if another team were to sign them outright, uh, that team would have to forfeit two first round picks. (laughs) Um, Obviously, deals can be worked out with the teams that have tagged those players uh, for lesser compensation, Uh, especially in the case of, say, a a Brandon Scherf. He's uh, second year in a row tag. Yeah. Uh, So that tag figure goes up a bit. Washington likes to do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's these guys. 
they'll probably wind up on their same team. Uh, like I mentioned, the 10 franchise tags, we had talked about this uh, either last week or the week prior uh, to anticipate seeing a lot of tags. I, I believe 10 is on the high side for uh, amount of players being tagged. I think yeah, last you, year, maybe you, four or five. You predicted this because yeah. this was a weapon that could be used by executives to somewhat circumvent a strapped, reduced salary cap because of the coronavirus. So right. nice work. Uh, they came fast and furious, but I'd be I'd be a foolish if I didn't ask you about the dudes that weren't franchise tagged and now presumably will hit the open market. Do you have a rundown of those notable players? Um, yeah. So I, I anticipated um, Aaron Jones would be franchise tagged. Yeah. And Chris Carson. Um, Chris Carson, yeah. Uh, Hunter Henry with the, the Chargers. Uh the numbers for the tight ends and the running backs wasn't too terrible. I believe it was eleven million for a running back and ten million for um, tight end. I th- I think what it ultimately ultimately came down with uh, down to was the the cap shrinking probably put these teams in a position where they they couldn't make that money work for the players. Okay, um, Aaron Jones is an interesting one because. Uh, it took a while for his career to get going the way that the Packers used him. And then if you play fantasy football, which I know your ass does, um, like he pops up and he's magnificent in stretches. Like he has humongous games, you know, four touchdowns. And then every now and then he goes quiet. He He's a running back that's strange that will have like almost shutouts where you don't hear from him at all. And that's, that's not the, he's not the only guy that's ever happened to, but he's not quite as consistent as, healthy McCaffrey, healthy Saquon or Dalvin cook from 2020. So I think, you know, when you get to the the root cause of things, I think that might be it. He's probably just not as good as those three players, or of course, uh, Derek Henry, he's the ultimate uh, beacon of consistency. Uh, so Aaron Jones, if he, he probably won't go back to the Packers. They gave you a clue when they drafted Brandon Dillon or no, AJ yeah. Dillon. All right, yeah, yeah, AJ yeah. yeah, my Vikings <laughs> bias is showing. There's a tight end four named Brandon <laughs> Dillon on the Vikings. Sorry, uh, AJ Dillon, and he's uh, he's a back that they drafted that they probably have plans for, and that's why Aaron Jones is likely heading elsewhere. So I don't think Aaron Jones will get that uh, Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook money. Uh, because right. he, reputationally he's not quite there, but he probably what hits like the eight or nine million per year. Yeah, I can definitely see that, uh, especially a team where they have, you know, a lot of cap space. Uh, uh, New York Jets would be an option for him. Yeah. Uh, they could, you know, they could realistically drop up upwards of that ten or eleven million that he would have been due with the cap uh, for, you know, maybe two or three years. Uh, I know uh, Robert Sala, the uh, yep. Jets. New head coach comes from you know San Francisco. He took with him a offensive uh, coordinator from there as well. Okay, and you know the Shanahan style is you know keep running, keep running, keep running. Yeah. So doesn't doesn't really matter who it is. Um, you know if they have Aaron Jones, then it's just even more gravy. But that's always notorious about these Shanahan uh, Niners, and you know it because you live out there. It's it. It's like if it's Jarek McKinnon, great. If it's Raheem Mostert, great. Um, they're all going to do well. It's like <laughs> running back by committee 
at its most frustrating for fantasy, but it's most beautiful for team cohesion when their quarterback's healthy. Um, So yeah, Aaron Jones will end up elsewhere. I I can't for the life of me understand why any players go to the jets in their current form the last three or four years. It's like, uh, I don't know. I know I've been to New York, Manhattan. It's awesome. I'm going to go back and take my uh, daughter there before she graduates high school. So I love New York. But I right. wouldn't. I, like, even when Watson was on, they were on his shortlist. It's like, what am I missing? You got <laughs> They got to string together at least a nine and seven, ten and six year. If I'm a player that wants to, you know, give a shot out there, and that could be on the horizon. Yeah. But, but they just drafted Sam Darnold, and it appears that they're not going to stick with him because they're going to go Zach Wilson. Fair enough. Uh, but I don't know. They just make whimsical decisions, and and Gase was like the the poster boy for that with his weird expressions and then weird everything. Um, we talked about how this interweaves with the salary cap, um, all of these franchise tags. So we got pseudo breaking news today that it's solidified. So tell us what it's solidified at and what the prognosis is for all teams. Or yeah. Not, all, not every okay. single team, but in general. <laughs> yeah. Salary cap set at a uh, 182 and a half million um teams are allowed to carry over uh, their excess cap from last year and apply it to this year uh they are hard capped uh so they're not allowed to borrow from any future years uh for this year okay i bet you uh, they would have loved to do that yeah available <laughs> and as of this morning uh 10 teams were in the red um so they they need to make moves to get back on the green side of the cap uh, so that they remain compliant. They have until uh, March 17th, which is the new league year. Yep. Uh, St. Patrick's know- Day. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, Irish, I- so I got to call that out. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Uh, I know the Vikings, they did get under uh, the cap today with uh, cutting Riley Reef. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I believe there's nine more teams to go. To, to get to that uh, green side of the cap. And what that means, um, the implication should be pretty clear, is that this next, oh boy, probably up to legal legal tampering and a couple days beyond, there's going to be more stuff. So today, if you uh, were glued to your smartphone and the notifications from those aforementioned analysts, there's going to be more. Uh, this is not the end. In fact, it's the beginning. And teams are in an a, this word is used too much, an unprecedented spot for the salary cap because the last time uh, Wes talked about this in our second episode, I think, the last time that it shrunk was because of the you know the, the dispute or the, the, the player, the, lock, the quasi-lockout. So these are different times, as you've all experienced for the last calendar year. Uh, so it's going to be a free-for-all, and I swear there's going to be some shocking moves that, you know, we're like, how did that happen? Well, it's because you have to make dire decisions with, you know, players that you've grown to love on your team that they are casualties. And I mean, it's not going to be like, you know, 40 of them, but there's going to be ones that you're like, I had no clue he was even available. And then um, that player is going to have to decide if he's going to do the one year deal that Wes talked about um, in one of his speeches about the salary cap that we'll see some prove it deals. Um, So, well, what am I missing? What else on the salary cap that's of note? Anything? Um, No, I, I think that should just about cover it. Okay. Um, this is a moving and shaking part of the off season and hence this episode of NFL trend zone. Tell me about some of the trades that have uh, shaken down. Yeah. So we, we've seen some trades, uh, you know, early in the off season. Uh, a lot of these are to make uh salary cap room. Yeah. Um, 
Isaiah Wilson, Tennessee Titans, first round pick from last year. Last year, yeah, it was yeah. He fell out of good favor in Tennessee, and uh, Miami was able to come in, swoop him up for a seventh round pick. Uh, Miami, Miami may not be the most storied recent franchise, but they they've made some good front uh, front office moves, and it's usually at the behest of the Texans. But now they're extending that to uh, the Titans. So yeah, the first rounder who will get a chance to rejuvenate his you know 20 something uh career age wise so that one's noteworthy because that's highway robbery if he's any good i mean my goodness can you imagine your favorite team drafting a dude pretty high in the first round and then your spoils are a seventh seventh round swap it's criminal yeah not even a just a pick (laughs) what an embarrassment (laughs) what's yeah and the interesting thing about this uh miami head coach brian flores he and Wilson went to the same high school in New York. And oh. so they took some kind of formality together. Uh, I forget who the analyst was on Twitter, but uh, they said that if anybody can get to Wilson, it'll be Flores. So that's really? something to- mm-hmm. Okay. So we nailed that one. And then um, let's see the left tackle who went back to the Patriots. Tell us about yeah. that one. Trent Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh this was a strictly salary dump on um, Las Vegas. I almost said Oakland's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh They traded Brown and a seventh-round pick to the Patriots uh, for a fifth-round pick. Both those picks are in 2022. Um, and it's noteworthy that all of Las Vegas's 2019 – uh, splash free agent signings. I believe they had three big ones: uh, Brown, uh, Lamarcus Joyner, and I'm Tyrell. Tyrell, yes, yeah. Tyrell Williams. Uh, they're no longer with the team. Yeah, I believe it, that was Mike Mayock's first year. It was. So yeah, so I've uh, <clears throat> because my team plays in FC North. Uh, I have to keep eyes on how the Cleo Mack trade pans out, and. For a while, because the Bears haven't done much since he got there, it felt like, okay, well, Oakland, they, they got Josh Jacobs, and or, I did it, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, it, it, I felt like, okay, well, it looks like maybe that wasn't worth it. But then you look at the moves that you just rattled off for the Raiders, and what was supposed to be really fun for Gruden and Mayock it's it's an average right now, and Gruden has like this lifetime contract, whatever it is. So I don't know that he can do any wrong. And Mayock came from like you know a writer uh, to right. be a general manager. So they've got a long way to go. And the first couple of years, at least in terms of personnel, they haven't been putrid. Um, no. They they got a lot to prove. And so uh, Brown goes back to New England. They probably wanted to uh, anchor up their left tackle spot. And it's, it's so weird for new England, how one year without Brady can change how you feel about them. So when I was talking about Dak, what, five, 10 minutes ago, if we had this show a year ago, we'd have been like, well, yeah, look, put Dak on the Patriots and see what happens. And now it's like, Oh God, if we put Dak on the Patriots, will that even work? Because it doesn't have the same sizzle without Brady. Uh, so th- this is probably a move to shore up the trenches per Belichickian tendencies, and then maybe make that move at Garoppolo, which I think makes a lot of sense be extremely yeah. poetic. And I don't know that it would cost. It wouldn't, ha- it wouldn't have like a Stafford price tag to it at all. Uh, I would love to see that. want to interrupt for just a second to talk about our newest sponsor, which is eBay. Um, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, um, find the exact shoes you're looking for on eBay. As for the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop a pair um, that you've been eyeing. 
With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators, uh, which is a team of experienced sneaker authenticators. They verify the box, the logo, the stitching, etc., and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee uh, tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verification return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell and flip your collection. So go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Yeah, and New England, they have a, a ton of cap space this year. Um, part of the reason why they made that trade. I know last year, I believe they were in salary cap hell. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of players opt out. Uh, for COVID reasons. So they'll have all those players coming yep. back on, on those prior year deals. Uh, those figure, those cap figures carry over from uh, 2020 to 2021. Uh, so, I mean, they, if they can add a quarterback serviceable at that, uh, yeah. I think they'll be right back in the equation. Yeah, that is uh let's see commonly overlooked that because Brady went and won a Super Bowl he must be superior it was him all along you know he was the he was the legend that won all the Super Bowls and fair enough I get it he did uh but to think that Belichick is a footnote to that is ridiculous uh he did they went seven and nine with it was eight starters that didn't uh, play for you know they were all spooked to the coronavirus and again fair enough I get that um, and then they had the ghost of Cam Newton who you know did his darndest with limited weaponry um, but I think that they get these healthy guys back they've got their their tackle now probably swing something for Garoppolo or a guy that you know is more than just you know five touchdown or eight touchdown passes per year that right. Cam had and. The Bills might have had a one-year little grace period where they were like, "All right, we're the we're the bosses now." But I certainly wouldn't say that you know the Patriots are cooked and the dynasty for the Bills is going to take off because it's way too early to write off a healthy Belichick team. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, I think you also mentioned off-air that Michael Brockers, he's being shopped. Yeah, uh, heard rumors. Uh, Rams are shopping Michael Brockers. They currently hold the worst cap position in the NFL. Uh, the Saints made some moves today to um, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders get, get past that. Um, so I hear they're shopping Michael Brockers. Uh, also, there's been whispers of uh, potentially Geno Atkins going to Minnesota uh, or Minnesota's checking in on his, his availability. So. so the weird thing about the Rams, and I can't remember if I've said this on – on this show is that they have the, yeah, I I think I did. They have this strange philosophy where, you know, we don't believe in first round picks. Right. And in their defense, they got them to a super bowl not long ago against the Patriots and they lost. Uh, But I, I could, I, I would be so frustrated if every year you're, you're, you're doing this Madden mentality where you, you know, you're a kid and you're trading these rookies because you don't really get how the draft works and you're, you're fortifying the roster with veterans. Uh, I, I, it's 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 a bizarre thing, and it doesn't surprise me at all with that strategy that they're you know now surpassed the Saints for for the worst cap situation. But hey, this is how they drew it up. This is what they want to do. And if Stafford is money, then you know they're vindicated. Yeah. On on Atkins, uh, so he's a three technique that um, let's see this year twenty twenty he was hurt. 
I think right. he only played a handful of games, if, if that. So he, if your team is hungry for a defensive tackle, a three tech, uh, this will be the lowest point, um, lowest stock that you can get Geno Atkins. Um, right. He's paid handsomely. Evidently, the Bengals want out from underneath that contract. And I don't know. What do you think it would take if they're even able to trade him? Is it a third, fourth, fifth? What is it? I would say probably a fifth or a sixth. But wow. I mean, at, at that same contract, I mean, you're you're asking a lot. I mean, it might be a, a seven, like the Trent Brown. Trent Brown, you know, he was – or he's not top of his position, but he's definitely serviceable at the, uh, I think, 10 or 11 million that he's um, due this year. Uh, Atkins – you know, he's coming off an injury. He's up there in age. I think he's like 32. Yep, he came in the league uh, in 2010 along with Dunlap. Yeah. So, I mean, he does have that familiarity with Mike Zimmer uh, in Minnesota. I just I, – I don't see a trade happening, at least with Minnesota, uh, yeah. for the contract that he's currently under. Yeah. I, whoever gets him, and it'll be somebody, they'll have one last hurrah. This is, uh, you know, that age where I was talking to Brian <laughs> – Former Viking Brian McKinney, um, you know, not long ago, and he he said that you know this age right now for defensive ends that Atkins is at is kind of that time where you know for him going up against them it's the last hurrah. So I want to pound that home that you'll get hopefully Atkins for two three years when he's still himself, um, yep. but not much more than that. And maybe that's why we're seeing all these D, uh, three technique D tackles out there. Um, there's like a plethora where if your team needs one, there's no excuse not to go out and shop for one. Same thing with offensive guard. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, like the smorgasbord of guards to pick from. So if your team needs an offensive guard or three technique defensive tackle, you don't have any excuses to start some lame ass week one. Right. And that also lends to the, uh, the cap compensation for uh, Atkins is, just oh. how flooded the market yeah. is. Yeah, that's a great point because in all likelihood, because of that contract, he's just going to hit the open market and then you can get him for relative peanuts right. and not even have to worry about that contract. All right. Oh, we got a couple more things in this uh, blustery week. Uh, Russell Wilson, that news is still out there. Uh, I believe you told me uh, <laughs> another one of those strange, strange things. So season ticket holders, and I am one of those for the Minnesota Vikings, so I, I, I'm familiar with the sentiment. Uh, the materials that you get basically asking for your money, trying to get you hyped, and trying to, for this case, uh, this year, trying to get you back in the building for when the world is ready. Uh, they send you materials. They send you cool gifts. You know, they keep you interested. Uh, they want your engagement. And so they, the Seahawks sent out materials sans Russell Wilson, which okay. – I, I couldn't imagine like this would be if I was old enough and was a season ticket holder to the Vikings as a kid, they send out stuff without Randy Moss. I'd be like, what, what are we missing here? So tell me, yeah. break this down. Is this real? This is real. Yeah. This is real. Uh, season ticket holders, they received a letter and it mentioned players, uh, not including Russell Wilson. So and it DK was Metcalf. And wasn't yeah. it like some jobbers, like, you know, some I, there's dudes that I never heard of and I follow the sport intently. Wasn't it some guys that were like, mm. yeah, there were some <laughs> random. That's for sure. Yeah. Just think about it again. I say this way too much. Think about it, that was your favorite team. If you're staring at this thinking, all right, so we're not putting Russell Wilson on here. Like it's ruthless. Right. Right. So that has to 
either either they're playing chess or they're petty and they're saying like you know what if you want to demand a trade to the bears and the saints you prick then we're gonna take you off the material and there uh but it's a weird bargaining chip because if they do have to trade them they swallow this elephantine cap hit for one year they lose the what second best quarterback in the league maybe third best quarterback and then you have to have a rebuilding year, bar none, I think, with that much of a cap hit. And then you figure out if, if it was the Pete Carroll show or the Russell Wilson show, like we did for Brady and Belichick all those years. Right. Where is Where would he realistically go? I know, I, I guess we all know that it's the Saints, Bears, um, Raiders, and I'm missing and that one. Was the fourth. So oh, yeah, the Cowboys, that's Moot, I think. Three left, yeah. Um, will that actually happen? I'm of the opinion there'll be a kumbaya and he won't leave. Yeah, it's tough for me to see them letting go of Wilson. Uh, It's such a quarterback-dominant league. He's definitely a face of, you know, West Coast quarterbacking. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see them making a deal unless they're getting something back like maybe it's some crazy five first rounders or something obscure, like three team deal where they oh. send Wilson out, they get um, Watson in. Okay. And then there's like a boatload of picks going to, to Houston or something. Okay. That, that would be fair. Um, but why uh, I've talked a lot about media and headlines and how that operates. Why haven't we heard very much, Carol versus Wilson. Why isn't there a dialogue that says, get the hell a rid of Carol and stick with Wilson? Because Carol's the oldest co- coach in the NFL. Wilson mm-hmm. is 32, so has like Brady, Brady will tell you 13 years left in the NFL. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't there be a narrative that says, for the love of God, pick Wilson over Carol? That I'm not certain of. I, I don't know if publicly there's been a riff. Mm-hmm. Uh, exposed between those two uh, i can't think of one uh, you know from all i can tell of russell wilson he seems to be all class and you know very team first obviously there's rumblings this offseason because he's tired of getting hit so much but that's more of a personal health type of a thing yeah. than anything else <laughs> and the funny thing is that's nothing new he just chose to bring that up this year um we had that stat on here about a month ago. Like he's been sacked 390 something times since coming to the league by far the most since 2012. So he's got a point. Um, And maybe this is just a huge leverage play for them to address the offensive line. Um, But when you're not put on the season ticket brochure and then your agent tweets out destinations that you'll go to, if you're traded, it really has legs. It's more than just smoke. Uh, There were several rumors during the off season, um, that are just pure smoke that have no ground in reality. Uh, right. But then there's ones like these where you first think that's the case and you're like, my goodness, this is real. And I don't know, maybe if there wasn't that huge uh, dead cap hit for the Seahawks, I could, I could see it, but it really would be like God awful for them to trade him. And at least for one year, just sit there and stew over it. Cause it's like, isn't it 35 million? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's where the Rams find themselves. Um, you know, also the Eagles yeah. with the Wentz and uh, the golf trade. They're in salary cap hell with a bunch of money out there that they can't use. Yeah. 
Well, they got to lay in their bed. Not yep. my problem. Uh, what, wasn't there one other tweet that you mentioned with Wilson? Oh, yeah. Uh, right after uh, Allen Robinson, uh, Chicago Bears, got tagged, um, Russell Wilson had tweeted, when God is in it, there is no limit. Uh, almost like seconds after he got tagged. Uh, and, of course, everybody lost their shit saying, oh, Wilson to Chicago's confirmed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah the timing of it oh yeah though, yeah i uh i wake up to those those types of connect the rumors when you get on twitter and it's like oh wait a second their instagram profile got scrubbed of all visible logos and and you're sitting here thinking okay well that's interesting and then so and so unfollowed their team and it turns out he never followed them to begin with and yeah that's that's right. the digital age at its uh at its lowest its finest depending on your perception uh because you we read way into those things and sometimes they got a point but there's sometimes where it's like, I don't know, that's that's six degrees of separation type of stuff. Right. All right. The last thing uh, we have is, again, quarterback oriented. Um, the, the big news when it was big news earlier uh, in the week was Ben Roethlisberger actually took an actual pay cut. A lot of these dudes restructure and folks nationally think, oh, great. He restructured. He's a team player. Basically, he's getting more money later. Big Ben. Did not right. do that, correct? He's taking a bona fide pay cut. He is taking a pay cut. Uh, he's also, or I should say, the Steelers are also taking advantage of the uh, voidable years. I, I think he's got three or four voidable years added onto his contract. Um, he took a pay cut, uh, five million dollar pay cut, went from nineteen million dollars to fourteen million dollars. Uh, that move, along with the voidable years added onto the deal, frees up $15 million of cap space for Pittsburgh. Okay. So I, I would spitball that Roethlisberger might not have had any other choice. That they they said, uh, hey, we, we put this little these antennas out last week that said we're not necessarily committed to you. And then we you know, had a fireside chat. We smoothed it out. You are a quarterback. The Rooney's got involved. And then, boom, there's a pay cut. It sounds as if maybe that was a leverage play by the Steelers that said, hey, we love you, uh, but we're not paying you this this huge price tag. So here's your pay cut. Sign it. You're a lifer here. And if not, see ya. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he definitely uh, – I think he had a $30 million hit, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which definitely put them into the red going into the season. Uh they need to make some moves to uh, free up the cap space. And his contract was the albatross in the room. Like, it had to be dealt with. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he'll get one more, one more, at least one more stint with the Mike Tomlin led Steelers. And no, they're, they're a team that's hard to predict um, when they have bad years. That means they're like nine and seven or eight and eight. And then they'll creep up and get suddenly good. Like they were for a while last year. And I think they will be James Connorless, right? He got, untagged yeah yep and so there'll be i saw a tweet that said that they might have interest in Kenyon drake um so that one would be interesting um they i don't know i've i never liked james connor's game and it didn't surprise me at all that like, he just doesn't he's under well he seems like a running back that if he can't find anybody else 
you say, oh, we got James Conner, and then he'll get you 900,000 yards, five, six touchdowns, maybe more than that. I, I got to look at his numbers again. But he's yeah. one of those ones that when people argue about running backs um, get too much money because their position is interchangeable, I say, yeah, like James Conner, I get it, but not like yes. not like Derrick Henry, not like Dalvin Cook. Uh, so it makes doesn't surprise me at all that he's uh, going to be on the move, and I don't he just doesn't do it for me. Uh, right. And then Brady is not a pay cut guy, but he is – probably going to restructure he did he so i I was researching it uh today uh he actually has not restructured or done really anything yet outside of he's willing to restructure his deal okay um i know tampa has so they franchise tagged chris godwin uh shaq barrett's a um free agent same with indomitian sue Obviously, they want to get the band back together yeah. and run at a repeat. Um, my thinking is, is Brady's going to wait until the dust settles from free agent signings. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll probably be up to a penny below or whatever <laughs> that cap, the, the salary cap uh, wall is. Yeah. He'll probably be a penny below it um, on whatever deal he reworks. Okay. And we've seen that before. Um, you know, thankfully he's been around the league nine or was it nineteen ninety-nine, two thousand. So he's made a lot of money and you know, his wife is rich. So I think if there's ever a candidate to do that, especially if he wants to be the first player to repeat since he repeated in the mid two thousands, um, I'll go on record and say the Bucks aren't gonna repeat. Um, I don't think Brady will suck, but uh I've seen too many circumstances where the Super Bowl winner from the year before the proverbial favorite and if the chiefs can do it i don't see the bucks doing it uh that's just uh that's just a prediction that i i don't think they're gonna i don't they won't go like six and ten but i think they'll be something nine seven ten and six and they won't win the super bowl doesn't mean brady's done but that's my yeah. my prediction yeah i agree and also to the point of the brady and uh, big ben restructures um there's been a lot of hubbub out there about other quarterbacks, why don't they you yeah. know, take less money to afford, you know, other players and whatnot? Uh, Big Ben and Brady are in their forties. <laughs> um, you know, they they're in the twilight of the career. They've had the big paydays, mm-hmm. uh, so now they're willing to restructure, take less, so that you know they they can make these numerous playoff runs at a chance at another title. That one is so commonsensical to me that, uh, you know, look at Brady and Roethlisberger or yeah, Brady and Roethlisberger redoing their deal. It's like, yeah, because they only have a couple of years left and they want to win a championship um, to expect a player who's, you know, 30, 31, 32 to restructure their deal. I mean, it takes a lot of balls to tell, you know, another player to do that. Um, and if there was ever a time to do that, it would be this year because of the salary cap. So I get it that there might be one or two, but to think that they have set the standard for it, um, not for quarterbacks in their prime, but just it's unfair. Uh, the, the best athletes in the world at their craft aren't going to take a pay cut just because, you know, a couple old dudes did. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm with you. All right. So my, I don't really have any bold predictions for free agency because there's just so many things that can transpire. I, I, I've, I've got a couple sources these days and only thing that I know for certain is it, this is going to emulate the free agency of the NBA from 2019, where it's like, you won't, you won't even be able to catch your breath. There's so much stuff that's going to happen, whether yeah. it's shock releases, all the free agents are going to be on the move. Um, so when we have our show on St. Patrick's day night, 
I don't even know if we need an itinerary. We'll just run down all the signings and do a fallout. We'll just print off the page and then go for it. Do you have anything that you could say like, eh, nobody's seeing this coming. It's going to happen. Or are you like me that it's just going to be a whirlwind? Yeah, I think it's just going to be a free-for-all. Um, I think it's in five days, the legal tampering. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, they can start negotiating contracts. So, uh yeah, buckle up. It should be interesting. <laughs> when the when the NBA did that in that uh, you know famous 2019, I think it's 2019 summer. Uh, yeah, it it was. That's when Kawhi held everybody hostage. Um, did they? Did we get news during the start of legal tampering? Like, did you know Adrian Wojnarowski say like you know breaking so and so, or do we have to wait until the day of the Wednesday, the you know official open? So at least in the NBA. Uh, that year, particularly, I think the NBA it was cracking down on having deals in place prior mm-hmm. to free agency actually opening. Yeah, and so you didn't hear uh, those specific deals being reached until uh, free agency actually opened. I don't recall if they did what Shams and Woj do for the draft. They the NBA got tired of them tipping the pick before they got to the podium. Yeah. And so the way they circumvented that was, um, you know, Boston is warming to Jason Tatum or something. Yeah. Along- oh, no, that you, there, there was some phrase that Adrian used that same season. Oh, I can't remember what it is. I, I feel awful now as, as your, your humble host, it was something hilarious because it got mocked in a, in a, like we know what he's doing and we don't fault him for it, but it was something like that, like with just semantics and it was right. hilarious. Exactly. Oh, that, that's great. Okay. All right. Well, we will be back in one week uh, with probably our, maybe the biggest show of the year because it's just going to be rapid fire of dudes that went this place. And um, I don't know if that'll start to leak on Monday or Tuesday. That would be cool just for the inquiring minds. Um, yeah. but otherwise we have just by the way, on accident, the way that we set up the schedule, we've got a really sweet night to record. All right. Anything else from us that I'm missing? No, I think we got it all. Okay. All right. that's uh, all we got for tonight. We'll be back on St. Patrick's day next week. Peace. You are watching a master at work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.